Welcome to the Memory Hole Show, where we talk about interesting ideas, promote freedom, and push back against authoritarianism. I'm your host, Brian. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. I've been noticing that the pushback against the woke indoctrination seems to be picking up a little bit of speed. Not that we're anywhere close to getting to where we need to be. But either way, it's a start. Okay, so this week I decided I wanted to talk about cults and it seemed appropriate, especially since there is the 1 million March for Children that's happening this Wednesday. It's going to be big and it's a big pushback against this woke indoctrination that's going on in schools. You know, I've said it many times before, if you get between a mother and their children and many fathers for that matter too, don't leave us out, all hell is going to break loose. And that's why this is happening, which is ironic because supposedly there's going to be counter protests put on by the unions like the teachers unions and all sorts of other unions, according to the chatter that I hear on Twitter and the videos that have been released of them having their Zoom meeting and talking about how they're going to try to disrupt everything. Don't know why they want to be on the wrong side of this one. Anyways, I will say the education unions do not at all represent the educational staff. They push their agendas and their beliefs onto the staff constantly. They don't support what the staff believes. It's the other way around. The staff will be coerced to cooperate or be sent to room 101. Anyways, if you like the content that I produce, consider following me on Twitter. My handle is at Memory Hole Show. My goal was to hit 5,000 subscribers this year, or at least to get to a level where I can get in on the income revenue sharing that Twitter has. Anyways, honestly, this podcast is a work of love for me. I've never made a cent off it. Actually, it cost me money to put up my show notes over at memoryholeshow.com. So check those out. I pay for that stuff. Anyways, if you listen on the phone app, like the show, leave me a five-star review. Any help you provide is greatly appreciated. Let's get into it. So as I mentioned, I wanted to talk about cults. I've always found group dynamics to be an interesting topic. Why do people join groups with certain beliefs? That might be a cult, that might be a religion, it might be a political party. But what is it that appeals to people? Why do they join those groups? Or am I looking at this from the wrong direction? Maybe this is a situation where the groups need the recruits and they put out heavy influencing campaigns, kind of like product advertisers do. Or maybe it's a combination of both. So let me start off with my childhood. I grew up in Southern Ontario as the first generation that was born outside of Quebec in 400 or so years since my ancestors left Normandy, France. And of course, since both of my parents were born in Quebec, my first language ended up being French, even though I grew up in an English speaking town. Now it's obvious we inherit much of our culture from our parents. So aside from speaking French, another characteristic I inherited was Catholicism. Well, sort of. See, part of the personality I was born with is inquisitiveness. I ask questions. Too many of them. I need to understand things. So when I grew up to a point where I could start to make sense of things, I rebelled against religion because it didn't add up to me. Why did I have to do this or that? Even to the point of asking, how do you know God exists? Why was it that when I asked questions, I was told to be quiet? That's just the way the world is. If you ask those questions, you'll go to hell. Now, this was the 80s, don't forget, so the world was much more religious then than it is today. Well, sort of. Either way, that didn't work for me. So, if I couldn't square up those ideas, if no one could help me understand to answer my questions, then out with it. But I never stopped trying to understand. I went down a massive rabbit hole, and that led me to cults. And I wondered, why do people believe what they believe? What's the difference between a cult and a religion? Was it the number of people that followed it? So I dug deeper. 
Much of what makes a cult work is psychological. It targets people that are vulnerable. People that are in a state of fear, for example, are easy targets. Or sometimes they are lost like many teenagers as they change from being kids to adults. It's a tough time for them and they make for easy prey. The cult will present their utopian solutions to what ails their victim. Cults somehow have the answers. So to have an easy way out of the emotional turmoil that someone faces is certainly appealing. But once they have you looking at them, you'll be in their crosshairs. Now, as a side note, I was recently in Puerto Vallarta, and it's kind of like the street vendors down there on the beaches. Once you make eye contact, you'll be hounded relentlessly. It's sort of a way that people can leverage your politeness against you, and cults use similar techniques. They're crafty. One of these techniques that cults use is cognitive dissonance, meaning you're introduced with ideas that contradict what you already believe, like your worldview. Now, at that point, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Which idea, which path is correct and which one is false? And this is usually uncomfortable. Is everything I believed false? Have I been living a lie? Now you're in trouble. Once you become in doubt, the brainwashing picks up speed. Critical thinking is frowned upon. And as I mentioned, you're stuck between having lived a lie and this new utopian way out. So to help the transition, your new family will be welcoming but only if you comply to their beliefs. So you need to admit your shortcomings. You need to display your commitment to the group. Now at this point, you're well into the trap. The cult will also try to make you keep this a secret from your old community, especially from your parents. Your old influencers need to be cut out. You need to be isolated. The us versus them mindset kicks into high gear. And worst of all, you probably have no idea you've been captured. As I say often, when tyrants try to dominate a group of people, it's best that the group has no idea they've been captured. That way, the tyrant will have far less resistance to deal with. Or to put it another way, wolves love a world of sheep. So that's the quick rundown of the techniques of how cults work. But here's where it gets interesting. During COVID, my red flag started firing off like crazy. We were told that this virus was super dangerous, but after a while, we didn't see the apocalyptic amounts of deaths that we were supposed to. So here we have the contradiction, the cognitive dissonance. And this should have been cured by critical thinking, but groupthink kicked in with the help of our governments, mainstream media, and social media. You're either with us or you're a grandma killer. There's the us versus them part of it. Don't question how a brand new vaccine is either safe or effective, forget that we don't have long-term studies to prove either of those claims. So just accept the cult's beliefs. And next, wear the mask to show your affinity to the true group. Admit your submission and your guilt. Don't be the outcast, don't be a denier. Non-mask wearers are all going to die. They're going to go to hell. They shouldn't be allowed to participate in society. Can you see the parallels here? Okay. Let's try this one on. Let's do wokeness, including the gender ideology. Let's compare. You're a kid becoming a teenager. We've all been there and it's often a tough time. It can be confusing and with all the changes we go through, our bodies begin to morph. It's, it's very confusing. The veneer of adulthood comes ripping off like a bandaid and it can be painful. Maybe you also have to deal with being on the spectrum. Or maybe you're discovering you like people of the same sex as you. The world you lived in before is rapidly changing and it's hard to process. All this makes you easy prey. 
Of course, around this age, you're probably attending school. And at school, you constantly hear about this other way that will make all your problems go away. Everything will just fit more easily. And you see the symbols all around you. To me, these would be symbols of conformity, but they are presented as symbols of inclusivity. Be part of the in-group. But to join, you have to comply. Your old ideas are not to be included. They are to be rejected. Proudly wear your rainbow to show your support. Now, if you live in Canada or the US, you have to admit your guilt and make statements of how you occupy native land. As part of the ceremony, all school events start with the ritual land claim acknowledgement. Or maybe if you're white, you have to write an essay on your supposed white privilege. Don't think for yourself. Don't question. Just comply. The ideology knows best. The way of your parents is wrong and outdated. Don't tell them how you feel. Your home is toxic to your identity. They won't accept what we've convinced you to become. So keep that a secret from them. We'll even try to push back on governments that are finally starting to listen to parents. Cut out the parents. Isolate the children. Us versus them. I think you can see what I'm getting at. So here are a few red flags everyone should have. One, good things generally don't require the use of coercion. Good things will be done voluntarily. If everyone was dropping dead in the streets of a disease and I was offered a vaccine that cured it, trust me, you wouldn't need to coerce me. I'd be all over that. Two, brainwashing people isn't good. If you try to get kids to keep secrets from their parents, you're not one of the good guys. You are trying to take over the role of parenting. And I have to tell you, that's not happening on my watch. You will quickly find out that we are enemies. Three, watch out for symbols. Stalin used symbols. Hitler used symbols. Religions used symbols. And the woke constantly have their symbols and flags everywhere. Now, I'm not saying that all symbols represent something bad, but consider the size and effectiveness of ideas that have grown big enough to warrant the use of symbols. Symbols are effective and are pervasive reminders. So to close, going back to my childhood, I used to hear that we need a separation between state and religion, that the government shouldn't have a horse in the race. Well, here we are. The woke ideology is our state religion. So when you see the One Million March for Children, remember who is being protested against. Parents are trying to prevent their children from being brainwashed by the state religion. They don't care if people are gay or trans or even if they identify as cats or dogs. It doesn't matter. They simply don't want the overbearing cult pushed onto their kids. And for that, they speak up or get memory hold.
All content from the MemoryHoleShow.com and the Memory Hole Show podcast is for the purpose of entertainment and presented solely as opinion.